Welcome to another episode of the VC Lounge, where we bring you the latest and greatest in assistive technology and more. We also get random as we just chill in our randomness section. This is a temporary disclaimer for the show, as Stacy and I work on a new intro that will have the basic information that Preston has provided before. Speaking of which, look us up on Facebook by looking up VisionCast with JC and Symbol Friends. You can also subscribe to our mailing list by sending a blank email to vision-cast plus subscribe at groups.io. Now let's get ready for another episode of... Vision Cast with JC and Friends. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to VC Lounge on Vision Cast with JC and Friends. I'm your host for today, Stacy, aka Crazy Stacy25. And today we have two interviews. So I'm going to be sending the link to our first interviewee. In the meantime, while I do that, I'm going to put George in charge of making sure everybody gets introduced. George? Okay, thank you, Stacey. You're beautiful as always. Um, so let's go first to females. We could be Stacey, I think. She's introduced herself, introduced. So we're going to go to Nora next. Hello, Nora. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm doing and great. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad to be here. Nora's talking. And hope you hope everybody will, will enjoy the show. Thank you. Okay, and next we're going to go to um, JC and then Donald. So, JC, come on. What's going on, everybody? This is JC, also known as DJ Mac. You can find me on YouTube by looking up at JC DJ Mac. That's an at sign, JC DJ MAC, to find all my YouTube covers. I just actually uploaded one yesterday. So, if you missed any of the covers and want to go back to it, just search for at JCDJMac on YouTube. So thank you. And uh, here's Donald patched on my end. Hi, this is Donald Brown here from Super Hit Mix Radio. Uh, go to hit-mix-radio.com where you can listen to the station 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And uh, we have Vision Cast on the station as well on Monday nights from 8 o'clock to 10 p.m. or a little longer, right around 11, if it's extended. And pretty soon, hopefully we'll be having Crazy Train up um, pretty soon as well. That's another show that will be hosted on Wednesday nights, right here on Super Hit Mix Radio. Awesome. All right, I am back, and our guest has joined. Let's see. We have have Preston. And Chris left, and... Yeah, yes, Preston. So Preston left before I introduced the guest. Oh, so, did he? Didn't hear? Didn't see him drop. No, actually, no, I'm. No, Preston I'm left for the, No, I said that we have Preston left is oh. left to give his intro. Then oh, yeah, I will introduce it. our guest. Okay, so Preston, go ahead. Hello, everyone. Things are going smoothly for me, and yes, as Stacy said, we do have some great interviews for you back to back. So hopefully you're ready. And I know at the time of this recording, we did have the apple event from this week so if you want any updates you can you can check our facebook page at vision cast jc and symbol friends and the email list and let's just say we're super stoked for what's to come thanks to apple wonderful thank you preston all right so today is an interview day and we are booked here we have two interviews today the first hour 
we're going to be speaking with Chris Carroll. And boy, does he have a story to tell. And for our second hour, we'll be interviewing our very own assistant director who just got promoted as of last week, George. Now, I want. Thank you. Now, I would like to remind you all as the director, we do have a new format, as was discussed in the Vision Cast Committee. During interviews, it is especially very important that this format be followed. I'm going to be conducting the main interviews for today. I would like the panel to ask the panel, everybody in the audience, to please mute yourselves. And we will have time for everybody to ask questions. You're going to raise your hand and wait for me to call upon you. When I call upon you, then you can unmute and ask your question. Also, since uh, JC has Donald patched in, when J- when that comes to that time, we're going to give him an opportunity to ask or comment or whatever. So if everybody would please, if you haven't done so already, mute yourself. That would be great. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. We have our first interview. I heard his story on Aaron's Opinion, met him in the WhatsApp group. I would say his story is one of the most inspirational stories I've ever heard, and we are so happy and thrilled to have him on VisionCast with JC and Friends. Please, everybody, let's welcome Chris Carroll. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stacey, and I appreciate that overwhelming introduction. Hopefully, I can live up to it. Well, I'm sure, I mean, you definitely did on Aaron's opinion, so I'm sure you will hear. Like I've said to the team before, if this isn't inspirational, then I don't know what is. So, I guess we'll start off, um, now, I guess before I should, but before we actually get anywhere into this, this is going to be very deep, this interview is going to be very deep, I do want to warn the listeners that, um, there, there can be, there's going to be some graphic talk, not foul language, I don't I don't mean by that, but there's going to be some stuff that may be a trigger warning for some. So if, you know, just, you know, be careful about that because we're going to be getting pretty deep and pretty intense. So if you, there'll be talks of suicide and alcoholism and things along that nature. Um, some very deep life stuff. So if you get triggered easily by listening to that, uh, then please uh, skip ahead to the second hour. All right, with that being said, so Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Okay, well, I'll tell you where I'm at right now. I went blind in 2018. Now, I'm not completely blind, but mostly. I have very little usable vision. And I started a company called Thriving with Vision Loss. It is designed to help people who are having problems with their vision and overcoming their issues to do that. I took my experiences and made a program out of that that helps the blind and visually impaired learn to live in a sighted world. Now, having said that, I have always been a people person. I have always been about helping others, particularly those who cannot help themselves. 
my first memory, I was a six or seven year old boy. And I was a poster child for the March of Dimes. At the time, the March of Dimes was getting people to donate for leukemia research. And me and my father did a bike-a-thon together. He rode one of the Bone Shaker bicycles, which is a kind with a very huge front wheel and a very itty-bitty back wheel. And I rode a unicycle three miles. Of course, we went around and got donations and people paid us per mile and all that kind of stuff. But at one point, I was the national poster boy for the March of Dimes. Because you can imagine what a feat it was, what, every, what a feat everybody thought it was. I thought it was cool to ride a unicycle three miles. Uh, and of course, my dad with a big old bone shaker, we made an interesting dichotomy of it all. Now, part of what's happened in my life um, I had a rather, well, my father was a bully. He was a child abuser. And he used to beat me and my brother and sister on a regular basis. And when I say beat, I mean things like kick us, um, punch us, you know, just a typical serious child abuse thing. And at that time in history, Child abuse wasn't as ostracized as it is now. So, you know, even though I reported him, I, I one time went to school with bruises all up and down my ribs. Uh, and a teacher saw this when I changed out for phys ed, asked me where I got him, and I was honest with her, and he got reported, and nothing ever came of it. It's amazing. Uh, you know, so... I had that, and I started drinking, and I found that drinking could help me block out all that stuff. So I became a full-blown alcoholic at a very young age. In fact, I had a driving under the influence charge at the age of 16. At the age of 15, I was locked up for behavioral issues. Funny that somebody reacting out who's being abused. Imagine that. You know, I was constantly fighting. I was angry. I was an angry young man. Mm. Oh, God. I, I couldn't have a decent relationship with anybody. If you did the slightest wrong in my eyes, it didn't matter if you were the store clerk or my girlfriend. I felt it was my need to correct you, correct you very harshly. And of course, I was always right. So you had to comply with my rules. Yeah, and that, that's not a great attitude for living, I'm here to tell you. It caused me problems until I got rid of it. But I descended into the depths of alcoholism more. And then at the age of 16, my sister had been my greatest cheerleader, my greatest friend. She was my person. Unfortunately, she had gotten pregnant at the age of 14 and had gotten married. 
And so she left me. I, w I was six. She was 14. She left me. My mother went back to work. And I had an aunt who lived with me who had then left to go live her own life. So I went from having multiple females' attention, constant attention, to being a latchkey kid in the space of six months when I started school. You know, so that was one of the issues. But when I was about to turn 16, my birthday is the end of the month. And in the middle of the month, she shot herself. She blew her heart out with a 45. Oh. Oh, wow. That's shocking. Yeah. 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 You think? Oh, wow. She was one of the many bodies that I would step over on my way to recovery. Oh, wow. She was the first of many. <laughs> but she committed suicide, and my world turned upside down. As I said, my sister was kind of my world. The first time I ever drove a car, I drove to her house. I used to go over there and spend the night regularly. She'd hang out in my room. I, I was a drummer. And she'd hang out in my room, and I'd, I'd play the drums to Led Zeppelin and um, Black Sabbath and whatever. And, you know, we were just, we were actually very close. And then she goes and kills herself. Oh, wow. That's very unfortunate. Well, yeah, it was. But I have come to understand in later years that the pain she was dealing with was so great that it overcame her two strongest instincts. Mm. A woman has two very strong instincts, the instinct for survival of her cubs or her babies and the instinct for survival of herself. Whatever was going on in Kathy's life was so bad it overcame the two greatest instincts she had. Mm. And she blew her heart out. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the night that it happened, me and my brother got wind that there was problems, and we went over to see Kathy. And she told us not to come in, and we decided we were coming in anyhow until she discharged a gun at the trees above us. Would she have shot us? I don't know. No idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, me being a 15-year-old kid, and my brother was at that time probably 20, maybe 21, we didn't know how to handle it. Oh, Mom no. and dad were out of town. The police couldn't do anything because she they called and she told the police, don't come over here. If you do come over here, I'm going to shoot you because I got a clear view of both the front and the back of the house. Try me if you want to. So this was a very planned thing. Mm. What we put together after her death is she had gone to each one of the family members and made her peace with us separately. We didn't know at the time what she was doing, but she was preparing to die. Mm. 
and she didn't want to leave loose strings. So, well, enough about that. But, of course, that set me on a tailspin. Well, of course. Of course it was. Oh, and I started drinking heavier and so forth. And, you know, I had a job as a drummer. I was a musician. And I had a job as a drummer during the summers. I worked in the band at the pool party at the Holiday Inn downtown. So I had a free place to stay. I was 15, 16 years old, but I had a free place to stay and all the beer I could drink. Mm. Not much money. There wasn't a whole lot of money for food, but I had plenty of beer, so it was okay. Mm. Now, fast forward from that, I end up getting my girlfriend, who later became my wife, pregnant. Well, I didn't have $10,000 to pay for the birth of the baby, so I joined the United States Army. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and here I am. I'm still lost. I'm still trying to grieve, Kathy, but not knowing how. I went to grief counselor after grief counselor, and all they told me was they focused on who I lost. In later years, I learned to focus on what I lost, which changed me greatly. And I actually came to accept a lot of things that I couldn't accept as a kid. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, fast forward on through my army career. Me and my first wife got divorced because I was a jerk, straight up. I mean, I never beat her, but she was afraid of me. Um, mm. And she should have been. I was quite the, oh, let's say the not so pleasant individual. I was so full of hate, rage, and anger that, right. uh, you know, nobody could live with me. Right. So, you know, I got divorced from her. Then I started a business. And then I got married again. Well, I say got married. Truth is, I took another hostage. Another hostage? Why, why do you put it that way? Because I was such a miserable SOB to live with. And it was Nancy's job to make me not so miserable. So I took a hostage. I didn't take a wife. I took her to fix me. Well, she obviously couldn't fix me. And, uh, you know, nothing that happened. I was so selfish at that point in my life. One of my kids had gotten sick. I had had two other children at this time. One of my kids had gotten sick, and I had wanted to go out drinking. Mm. We had one car. So I took the car. And she said, well, what if my child, you know, what if the boy needs to go to the hospital? Call the ambulance. I'm going drinking. So, I was all oh, right. wow. Everything was about Chris. Mm. If it wasn't for Chris, Chris didn't want nothing to do with it. Ah. So naturally, that marriage didn't last long either. And then in October of 1999, I met a cop. I had been arrested three times, uh, well, twice in one day. And I was detained for the third. This cop wanted to talk to me. 
And I ended up hitting this guy three times before he responded. He's big old boy. Oh, wow. I'm five foot six. At the time, I weighed all of a buck 70. This guy was about six foot six and about 400 pounds of just solid man, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. And I hit this guy three times. The first time I hit him, it was kind of like a gnat hitting an elephant's behind. The gnat thinks he did something, but it didn't affect the elephant much. And Earl says, look, man, you don't want to do this. Now sit down, shut up, and listen to me. I don't want to hear nothing you have to say. I hit him again. So he said, look, man, one more time of that, now you're going to have a bad day. Sit down, shut up, and listen. You ain't got enough hair on your behind to bring me a bad day, Earl. So I hit him again. Well, Earl stepped on my foot, and I couldn't pull out from underneath him. And he started slapping me open-handed. He knocked me down, but he was still standing on my foot, so that was bothersome, so I'd come up. Well, he'd hit me down. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, wow. We played weird for about five minutes or maybe 30 seconds. I don't know, but it was an eternity, however long it lasts. And the next morning he came in and he laid it flat to me. I, this was three arrests in 24 hours. Oh, wow. I was, says three times in 24 hours. I hold the record in Horry County. And he jerked me up the next morning and showed me a videotape of exactly what the last night was. Mm. And he put it to me very gentle. He said, now I can take this videotape here. I you every day of 10 years in the state penitentiary. And then he took it, he had huge hands and he took his hand and kind of stroked my cheekbone a little bit. He said, and with your high cheekbones and that pretty little mouth of yours, you'll be Bubba's girlfriend before midnight. Or you can do something about your drinking today. Mm. It was October 31st, 1999, which is the date of my last drink. Oh, wow. Yes. So how did you get arrested three times in 24 hours? Like, did they bail you, and then you went again, and then they bailed you again? Or how did that? I was a homeboy. I, I, and being a homeboy, I was personal friends with the judge. And the way it worked then is you went to jail, you stayed four hours, saw the judge, and if the judge let you go home, you could go home. So the first two were like that. I got picked up just shortly after midnight on the 30th. So I stayed my four hours. I went and saw the judge. He had made early rounds that morning. Saw the judge. He released me. So I got picked up again sometime around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I happened to see the judge again at about 6. So he released me. And before midnight is when I met up with Earl. And this oh, was wow. an eight. So, yes, three times in 24 hours. I hold the record. That's, I mean, it's not good, but at the same time, I'm glad you learned from it. Well, I got sober. And in a stunning turn of events, five years after I got sober, I was able to help Earl's son get sober. Oh, that's great. So, 
Pharma has a way of spinning around. But shortly thereafter, I got divorced from hostage number two. And I met woman number three who was going to fix me. But I was sober this time, so it was different. You know, I was actually working the AA program. And I, this woman had several children. She had three children, which I took on as my own. Awesome. And in 2005, my stepdaughter died. Oh. Died at that drunken driver. Oh. Were you now, tempted did, to drink then? I wasn't tempted to drink. That was never a question. But I was as close with Megan as any man has ever been with their daughter. In fact, I call these kids my bonus children. They're not my biologicals, but they were bonuses in my life. And then Megan died, and my, my wife at the time went crazy. She tried to stab me. This was Megan's mother. Oh, this sounds like deja vu. My sister's name is Megan. She ended up passing away, and her mom, which is my former stepmom, she went crazy. Wow, this sounds like total deja vu over here. Well, when I say she went crazy, she tried to stab me. Oh, wow. And I'm not one to sleep with one eye open. That's just not okay with me. So at that point in time, I made the decision to sell everything I had and just move to South Florida. So I did. I, I just packed everything I owned, including my pickup truck, and I went to South Florida. While I was down here, one of the things that happened to me is I got into a car accident that jacked my back all up. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've got eight discs up and down my back and neck that are torn, ruptured, herniated, or otherwise messed up. And I was put on a prescription drug because of the nerve pain created by the... By the accident. It's nerve. Well, the pinched nerves. Right. And in 2018, Hurricane Michael brushed by where I live on his way to tear up the panhandle, and it shifted something in my neck, and my occipital nerves got pinched. So my pain management doctor increased my dose of, of this drug. Now, I went instantly into hallucinations. And for six weeks, I was in total and complete visual hallucinations. Of oh, course, wow. I knew I was in hallucinations. I saw some really cool stuff, man. I, I do. I, I was a nature lover, and I do breakfast on the African plains, a dinner in the Carolina bays, and at night, my submersible would my lanai, my porch, would become a submersible, and I'd be floating with the skates, the rays, the dolphins, and the whales. Oh, wow. But what was happening at the time was my optic nerves were dying. Oh. Okay. Right. So while I came down off the stroke, because it wasn't one they could just take me off of, they had to titrate me down. And mm -hmm. as I said, my optic nerves were dying, and that's why I was in hallucinations. 
So I've got I've now have optic nerve neuritis and neuropathy. Mm. Yes. Part of my optic nerve is dead and part of it doesn't make good connection. I have very little usable vision. I have extreme light sensitivity. I have very little peripheral vision and very little visual acuity. So basically, I drove myself to the drugstore to pick up the increased subscription of this drug. And I've never touched a steering wheel since. And you're talking to a man that was a long distance driver. Oh, I was wow. a trucker for eleven. I've held my driver's license since I was 15 years old. And all of a sudden I can't drive anymore. I can't even find my way around the house. You know, thankfully, I knew of a place in the area where I live called the Lighthouse. And the Lighthouse helped me get my bearings some. They helped me learn how to navigate around my home. They let me learn they helped me learn how to navigate around the bus system and around the streets and how basically they taught me how to be a vision impaired man. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. You know, this was something of all the things I ever thought that would happen in my life. Vision impairment was not it. Oh, wow. Okay. But because I had been sober so long through a 12-step program, I had the tools necessary to deal with it. But in my journey through blindness, there were a lot of cracks in the system. Right. There were a lot of things that just couldn't be and shouldn't be. One of the things I noticed about my journey through blindness is the doctor's reluctance to refer us out to people who could treat us better, right. who were more capable of handling our condition. And I later figured out it's because we get so much testing during vision loss. You know, we get $9,000 worth of testing a year until our vision stabilizes. And then it's $4,500. Well, truthfully, one or two of us is their kids' college tuition. One of us is their, their Caribbean vacation every year. You know, we pay off several months of their mortgage. So they are reluctant to refer us out. An ophthalmologist who's not really qualified to treat my condition but can get away with it medically will not right. refer us to the right doctor. Oh, wow. And I did, a, I did a survey of some blind groups and some vision impaired groups on Facebook. And there's a doctor called a low vision specialist. It's his job to help those who are visually impaired but not blind by having all the tips, tricks, technologies, exercises, everything and anything to help us maximize our vision. Well, fully 50% of the people I surveyed had never even heard of a low vision specialist, let alone seen one. Oh, really? 
Hmm. Yeah, and that's just not okay. No. Because the doctors were wanting to keep us for their money. The other thing I noticed is there's really nobody to help us with the strong emotions caused by vision loss. As you may well understand and your audience may well understand, with vision loss comes grief. Right. And there's nobody to help us with the process of grief. The best suggestion I had, and I went through each state's division of blind services. I went through the Veterans Administration because of course I was a veteran. And I also went to Hadley University and the best they could suggest was peer-to-peer -peer counseling. Like I'm really gonna talk to a peer or a group of people about the fact that I just stepped on my wife, fell and busted a wardrobe. You know, that's something that's high on my list of priorities to share. Or the fact that I feel my helplessness and powerlessness because I can't find the entrance to a public building. You're talking to a man who used to push around 3,000 pound pallets. I was known as a human forklift at work because I was strong and knew how to leverage my body to load a truck without a forklift. And now I can't even find the entrance to the library? How am I supposed to deal with that? But there was nobody to help me. Nobody. Nobody who could understand from a first-person perspective. So, that's one of the things that my current business deals with, is helping you with the emotions of loss and grief. Of course, the deaths in my life, including my sister, my father, who committed suicide by not taking meds that he needed. He had a brain infection, and he let the brain infection eat him alive. And a nephew who filled his arms full of fentanyl and heroin, plus the fact that my daughter died at the hands of a drunk driver. My brother died of lung cancer at the age of 38. And my mother sat in hospice for a year and a half waiting to die. So through all of those losses, I learned a good deal about grief and how to deal with it. And so oh, wow. I started I started this business, Thriving with Vision Loss, to help people overcome their grief. And one of the things I figured out is families are central to our recovery. They are central to us living the best life we can, the most independent life we can. But by and large, people do not know how to treat the visually impaired person. There's only 20 million of us in the United States. So most people never come into contact with it, with somebody who's blind or visually impaired. So people don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to best support their loved one who has suddenly lost vision. 
or they don't know how to deal with their student who has vision loss. So that's one of the things I do is I teach the families how to deal with it. I help them work through their emotions surrounding vision loss. Plus I help them understand how to treat uh, a person who has vision loss, you know, things like what's the best way to be of help? You know, people genuinely want to help us. And generally they fall into two categories. You've got the hoverers or the helicopters, like I call them, and the dungeon masters. First, I'll talk about the helicopters. They're the ones that are always buzzing around and hovering around. You know, I go to get a drink out of my refrigerator. Keep in mind now, I'm a 50-year-old man, perfectly capable of getting my own water. And my wife was, what you need? What can I do for you? How can I help you? What do you want? You know, I'm still a grown man. I can still do things for myself. So that was a big argument between us until I was able to make her see that I needed to do everything I could do to remain independent. You know, and basically it came down to what you can do is sit your behind down and let me be an adult. You know, it got that white hot. And it was simply, it wasn't out of malice. She just didn't know how to deal with it. And so the detente we came to was, if I ask for your help, help me. But if I don't ask, I don't need it, leave me be. So I teach families about that. And the other type of person I run to, into is, I call them the, it's not my problem person. Hey man, can you help me find the pill that I dropped on the floor? No, that's your problem, deal with it. Can you help me find the piece of paper? No, that's your problem, deal with it. So I help families navigate to an acceptable compromise. I also teach them things like how to properly guide a blind person with vision loss. A lot of people don't know, and they'll do things like either stand behind you and steer you or grab you by, grab your cane and expect you to follow them. And of course, none of that is right. The best way is, of course, to offer them the elbow that corresponds with their cane hand. In other words, I have my cane in my right hand. Offer me your right elbow so I can grab your arm with my left hand and still able to use the cane to read the terrain. It's simple things like that, but people just don't know. And they're clueless and they wanna help. So I teach them how to help and how to help their loved one be as independent as they can be. And the other part of my program is a confidence building set. Lack of confidence and lack of transportation lead to isolation. And isolation drives people to suicide. 
while I can't really do anything about the lack of transportation, I can help you with whatever public transportation is available. And I can also take you through a set of exercises that help you build your confidence. And these are small things that build upon each other. Just as a for instance, in my case, I lived on the same street as the lighthouse. The first journey I ever made by myself was I walked up to the lighthouse. Not a big deal. It was a couple of blocks walk. But I got there and it bolstered my confidence. And then I had the confidence to go to a coffee shop that was some way away. And then I had the confidence to try to ride the bus. And then I had the confidence to go places I had never been before. And now I go all over the country. In fact, I actually rode a Greyhound bus to place 800 miles from me within the last year just to go, just to get out of the house. I can go anywhere I want to. But it's because I built my confidence piece upon piece. And I help my clients do that as well. The whole purpose of thriving with vision loss is to teach people how to thrive. And each person has a different definition of thriving. It is my aim to help you achieve your goals and to overcome whatever impairments you have to live life successfully and usefully whole. That's wonderful. I will work with your emotions. I will teach you tips and tricks. Um, I can teach you, I, I don't really delve into traumas. That's not what I do. I'm not interested in fixing what happened in your past. I am interested in helping you to a better future. There's a reason that the windshields on cars are so huge and the rearview mirrors are so small. So I'm all about helping you build towards the future you want. I'm all about helping you set goals, figure out what motivates you, and how to put that into practice for you. Not only am I, I'm a certified master life coach, and I also have certifications in helping you find your life purpose, helping you find and understand what general happiness is, and helping you with general life coaching. But it is my job to ask you the right questions at the right time to teach you the right tips right tricks and tools of the trade to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. That's all a life coach does. And that sums up pretty much why I'm where I'm at, what I do. It wow. is my goal in life to serve people. I'm all about service. If you have a problem, you're welcome to hit me up on Messenger. I am Chris Carroll. My Facebook ID is chris.carroll714. 
I also have a Facebook group called Thriving with Vision Loss. And if you're having a problem, let's talk about it and let's see if I can help you solve it. Wonderful. Because I believe every person has every solution to every problem they ever have within them. They just need to figure out what that solution is and how to implement it. I'm a lover of human beings. So that's what I do for a living and that's who I am. That's great. Well, thank you so much um, for taking the time to tell us your story. I I thought it was very inspirational. And now I'd like to go ahead and open it up to the panel. Our audience here to ask questions. Let me see. Let me go to my Zoom here. So uh, I'm going to... So if anyone has a question, go ahead and raise your hand. If you're on a PC, I think it's Alt-Y. Mac is Option-Y, and it's under the Actions on an iPhone. Well, thank you so much here. I'm just going to look at each person here and see if anybody has any I'll be glad to answer anything personal or my pretty much an open book in my life okay Nora go ahead and unmute okay Uh, my question is how did you get uh, how can you go about getting certification for being a life coach? There are various universities around that are accredited. I went through Transform University and I took their course. Uh, To become the master life coach, I had to get the three under certifications and that gave me the master certification. I took video courses, there's tests and questions, and they graded me and then gave me the certification based on the fact that I passed. Thank um, you. There are several accreditation institutes, but I found the one Transform University to be the best and the most thorough. Some of them, basically, you pay you a little bit of money and they send you a certification. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to learn how to actually work with people and how to transform lives and how to set people on a path that goes somewhere. So I took the most stringent of the ones that I found. Okay, that's great. All right, Preston has his hand raised. Go ahead, Preston. Yes, Chris, and let me get back inside. They're doing, they're, they're mowing out here on the deck. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, I just want to thank you for sharing your story and coming. I, I do have a couple comments. I did Ked, I did listen to your interview on Aaron's opinion, and it inspired me to keep thriving and keep pushing too. So thank you for doing that, definitely. 
And my mom was also in the reserves for 29 years. So I know all too well with, uh, you know, going over, well, for her going overseas, having somebody uh, come over and check up on me and stuff like that. And this is when I was little. So definitely thank you for your service. So my question actually is, uh, over the past five years that you've been working with your business, uh, what is your favorite uh, success story from clients or maybe families that you have received? Well, I'll tell you, my, I have not been in business that long. Um, it took me a while to get my head on straight after I lost vision. Uh, you know, the adjustment to vision, uh, to vision loss was not a smooth path for me, uh, simply because there was so many cracks in the system. But to answer your question as to what my greatest success story was, I worked with a young man in his family. He actually was, not only did he have vision issues, he also had drug abuse issues. And his father was footing the bill for everything. Well, I was able to work with that young man who went from a state of dependence to a state of complete independence. He now has a job. He has an apartment of his own. He handles his own business, you know, takes care of himself. Dad is off the hook, and this boy is on a path that actually go somewhere. He's not only is he working, he's now in college and he's getting his master's degree in whatever it is, or he's working on his master's, he's graduate, but he's finally found his passion. Those are the stories that I love. People that have found their life purpose and have set themselves on the path to where they truly enjoy life. Now, this kid would hardly go outside when I first started working with him. Not interested. Withdrawal, shy, sullen, angry at the world. But he was able to transform himself and find his inner beauty and today is working to change the world, which is what I want to do. My ultimate goal is to change the way society sees the blind and the blind see society. I want people to know how to treat us. You know, and I want the world to understand that we are people first. Vision impairment is something that I have. It is not something that I am. Amen. That's a good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, let's see. So JC, um, JC just raised his hand. Go ahead, JC. First off, I want to say uh, thank you so much. And on behalf of Stacy and the team, we could not say thank you enough because that story really touched me in a very special way. And I've heard 
Oh my gosh, so many things going on in the news of people, you know, with their guns, it's not acceptable, yada yada, but, you know, this story, after hearing, and especially you serving in the army, I want to personally say, God bless you, my brother, you have been there for all of us, and I, I do want to say I love the drums, and I have heard of the lighthouse, I was, I actually lived in uh, Florida uh, prior to that, um, I lived in Florida prior to that, and I've heard of the lighthouse in uh, Florida, and I've been there, and I've got great services from them. But uh, besides that story, uh, a fun uh, question for you is: What do you love? What do you enjoy doing on your spare time apart from helping other people? Do you got any hobbies into interest that you want to share? Well, actually, all my hobbies involve service to others. Um, I, I'm a member of a local church here and I deal with the homeless once a week. We feed them breakfast and give them showers and, you know, oh, wow. uh, introduce them to resources wow. in the community. I'm also for this church. I'm a member of what they call ARC, which is their accountability and recovery community. So I take the knowledge of my sobriety and I put it to use there and help others to recover from their problems with whatever their addiction is. We call it hurts, habits, and hangups. It doesn't matter if it's sexual. It doesn't matter if it's chemical. It doesn't matter if it's food. We'll help you. So I donate. I, I deal with that once a week. And because I was in the transportation business, I also help with their van ministry once a week. And those things are recreational to me. Plus, I still have my little drum set, and I still play and, you know, rock it out every now and again. I'll never be John Bonham, but that does not mean I can't try. <laughs> not wow. everybody can play drums that well. It takes a lot of practice. I used to play the electronic drum set, but I don't have that anymore. <laughs> but I'm glad you doing what you're doing to serve both the church, the community, and locally. So I'm very proud of you, my brother. And thanks again for coming on. We yes. really do appreciate it. It's always my pleasure. So before you mute, JC, does Donald, uh, since I, we have Donald patched in on the phone, uh, Donald, do you have any comments or questions for Chris? No, not that I know of. Okay. Well, if, if you don't know Donald, then who does? <laughs> the story is just that awe-inspiring and just wow. And George, do oh, I you? Do, I, do have, wait, I do have one question for him, by the way. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, one question: What kind of music? What, what type of music do you listen to? What do you like? Everything but rap. Oh boy! I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't like do rap either. <laughs> I will can do. You, can you sing? Uh, I can sing. People pay me to sing solo. Solo, they can't hear me. <laughs> they, they, I actually sing. They they enjoy it when I sing tenor, ten or twelve miles okay. away. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, wow. I, Very I, funny. I, I love it. However, nobody else around me does. Oh, so, wow. or I tend not to do it with anybody except my wife. And she usually puts on headphones and drowns me out. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, I'm not a musician. I'm a drummer. There's a difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how can you tell when the stage is level? When the drool runs out of both sides of the drummer's mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. All right. I think so. Well, before we go on to the next interview, George and Haley, do you, any of you have any questions or comments for Chris before we go on to our next interview? It was truly inspiring because it's very, very amazing. There's even more people like you in the world. I agree. Well, I appreciate that. And I can teach you how to be like me. That's what life coaches do. We're all about transforming attitudes. And by transforming attitudes, we transform actions. Yep. Haley, anything that you'd like to add? She might not have anything. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time to come on. It's been a pleasure having you on. And thank you for your service, as always. That's great. Yeah, thank you for your service. Your story is extremely inspirational. We're so glad to have you on. And feel free to come on and join us anytime. You're always welcome. I appreciate that. And I do want to leave your listeners with a final thought. Okay. Happiness is a choice. It is not a state of being. So have the best day that you want to have. And if you'd like to talk to me, Father, feel free to hit me up on Facebook Messenger or Get in touch with Stacy. She'll give you my contact info. And even if you're worried about paying, call me and we'll try to solve the problem any way we can. Uh, my, there is a fee for my program, but I am very liberal and generous with payment terms. And even if you can't pay, we'll work something out. I have even gone so far as to have people donate their time to whatever charity they want in lieu of paying me. I'm not concerned about the money. I'm concerned about the people. So if you're having problems, get in touch. We'll work it out. That's wonderful. Speaking of which, uh, he and I made an agreement ourselves that I would offer free audio production services in exchange for him helping me out. So... It's a perfect trade. Awesome. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes our first interview with Chris Carroll. Again, thank you so much, Chris, for your time. It was an amazing story. And um, we'd love to have you on again. Anytime. You know my phone number. Call me. Yep. All right. With that being said, we are going to go into our second interview as we're heading into the second hour. We are now going to interview somebody who has been waiting very patiently since about November 2021 when he joined the team for an interview and somehow has not gotten it because JC is a doodles. <laughs> but that's why that's why I became the director so I could whip everybody into shape. <laughs> I love it. All right. So 
Um, JC, would you like to uh, introduce our next interview? And then everybody, if you could please mute yourself. I would uh, absolutely love to, and uh, thank you for that funny compliment. <laughs> okay, all right. So, um, so as Stacy has said, um, this person has been waiting so long to be interviewed, and now the time has finally come to have this person being interviewed, and he is going to talk about his life and what he does for a living and the funness of it. So, without further ado. I would like to welcome to the virtual stage, George Banner! Yep. Our very own assistant director. He was promoted last yes. week. Yeah, right. yeah he was. One. Yep, so if everybody <laughs> could please mute. And don't worry, we will open the panel again, just like we did for Chris. If everybody could please mute during the interview process. So, of course, as you all know, George has been with us pretty much ever since right shortly after I joined the team in 2021 and now he's our assistant director as of last week and his day has finally come so George thank you first of all thank you oh was first of all I'd like to say thank you to everything you've contributed to vision cast it's been a pleasure having you on the team it's a lot of fun it's very very cool all right. So, I guess what I'm going to do, like we did with Chris, and hopefully your internet will hold out. If worse comes to worse, you call JC. But, yes. tell us... Go, first, go, down. go ahead and tell us a little bit about you. Tell us your story. Okay, well, I'm in You're breaking up there, George. Am I back or am I why don't you call JC? Because you're starting to break up again. Okay. Give me one moment calling JC and then I'll be right back. Um, play some music. While we wait for George to um, call JC and get patched in so that we can make sure everybody hears his story crystal clear. Because this is, of course, an interview after all. And we want to make sure the guests can be perfectly heard. So while we're waiting for that, um, if anybody's interested in getting in uh, contact with either of our interviewees, write to VisionCast at vision-cast at groups.io, and we can put you in touch with them directly if you are so interested in having either Chris or George's info. George is also a member of VisionCast. So you could always reach out to him too. If you are part of the VisionCast team chat group, you can always reach out that way if you are interested in reaching out to either George or Chris, who both have been so kind as to dedicate their time to talk to us today. So we're very, very honored and thankful to have them both dedicate their time to tell, tell us their story. And we're glad to have it broadcasted not only on our podcast page for Vision Cast with JC and Friends, but also via Donald on Super Hit Mix Radio. JC, do you have George yet?
Yep. All right, there you George are, George. Now. Okay. George and, George and well, Donald are both on. Okay. So, we have George back on. So, all right. So, all if right. everybody could please mute themselves once again, now that we have our guest patched in. Please mute yourself. I will open up the panel toward the end. Oh, and hello to Latavo, who is uh, from South Africa, who is joined okay. to hear uh, George's interview. All right, Latavo, just as I've said to everybody, if you could please mute, we will open the, the panel toward the end of the interview for questions. Thank you very much. All right, George, our assistant director, let us try this again. Go ahead and tell us your story. So... I was born in 1973, 1973, perfectly normal, uh, full vision for a thing. Um, you know, we would go to the pool and stuff, and one day I got sick. And the doctors, um, you know, they just kind of, okay, it's cold. It's just a it's just virus, whatever. Well, as it progressed, I got worse and worse and worse. And then... Um, at one point, they put, you know, ton of pressures, little pops of things in their throat. Well, it happened to the point where my air, my airway is closed off. And I had a massive, huge, um, seizure, which sent me into a coma for three and a half months. Now, I had last one at least twice. And I have my mom and my brother, who are my family. That's, you know, my immediate family, my mom and brother. You put my mom in how strong she is. You know, you know how cool she is, how awesome she is. But I don't want to tell you that, you know, for listeners, she's the rock that actually, actually, I'm surprised. Without her, I would meet her. Um, you know, the doctors said I'd be a vegetable, and I make a joke about vegetables. I'm like, oh, which one? Uh, carrots, which one, you know, will I miss potato head? Because the doctors who claim that are now deceased. Oh, wow. I was supposed to be dead around, like, you know, I was in the place where he was like, for 10, and I'm still here, and they're deceased because, you know, just things happen. But I've, you know, I went from being fully sighted to fully blind. To visually impaired, to look at peripheral vision, to central vision, and uh, so on. And for me, and I, in my whole my whole life, I've, I've, I never really asked why. I'm like, you know, it's what it is. Make the best of it, and do that mass seizure at two and a half years old. Though I had, I do have seizures to this day, so I take oh, wow. medication for years. It helps. It's and so actually, amazing. Actually, um, was it yesterday they put I saw balance? And there's a good question from Randall is that she asked me, well, get you a balance. And it can be, it can be, it can be just weather, it can be um, a full moon, yes, yeah, so that actually does happen. It can be just in lack of sleep, it can be, you know, just because. Actually, say she probably made me that one day I was listening to file and sitting here and all of a sudden I felt balance, just out of nowhere. Mm. So you can just be out of nowhere. So even for just no reason, cause. even for no reason, yeah. you could be off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one, the one when I text you answer one day about being being off balance, you know, or on she asked me, well, um, what does it? And I'm like, well, it could be anything. I can be still various things. 
I think she actually is actually um, in the meeting. No. Yes, she is in the meeting. Yes, she oh, is. Cool. She joined at the very end Anybody of Chris's interview. Awesome? Yep. Yeah. The only one who's not yeah, here is not. Katie, but she can get the replay if she wants well, to. Yeah. Well, it's also in a copy of box. And, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, Katie, Katie I met um, through, a friend, through a mutual friend in the book uh, from Olympic, and then I know her more and more, and she's very cool. And um, but the format worked. The format's been great. Uh, just saying, the format has been great. Yes, I keep in place firmly. I, I, yes, I do intend to, George. Thank you. And George sure. is also, and I did not get a chance to announce this because we had our meeting last, our fir- our monthly meeting. We now officially have a Vision Cast committee, and um. I'm the director of the Vision Cast, so I'm the chair of the committee. That would make George the assistant chair. And yeah, yeah the committee is made up of nine members. And this new format we worked out, and it's, I agree, it's working great. And it's, well, and it's awesome. And, you know, like I, I just do like things like I do, I've done our work in the past. Well, sure, I mean, you shouldn't ask, but I'll make a new one at some point when I can. I had to kind of meet with the art teacher for that. That would be at some point in the line. I worked from this do, kid doing um, work with JC on the radio show before. I worked on accident Playboy Radio. Don't please tell that. That's actually not their words. Playboy. It's actually amazing. No, I, well, I'm editing this week. So, yeah, it was, you don't it, have it to worry about that. It was, pretty, it was basically, you know, it was, you know, you paid a position. My name on there was Paul Policy because I had CP and it was a good mix and it was great. They would do prank calls. I rate them for like 12, maybe 12 million warriors, 12 years at least. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun doing radio. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, um, doing you know, shows for Donald, of course, is a lot of fun and awesome. I just enjoy it. The show is actually in Dropbox. It was sent um, just last night. Oh, wonderful. Uh, yes, uh, we do Music Mayhem with George and Stacy, for those who don't know. And it's a great show. It's a great show. And this week, this week has a lot of things in it. It's just jam-packed. And there's you the um, whole thing. It's just, you know, variety. And no, I didn't play Barbara Girl this week. I might play it next week. I don't know. If you do, I'll make sure you don't. I'll demote you. Right George? Sensing was key. I, I, I command it's you nice. to play Barbie Girl. I will demote you, too. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the interview because we don't. We want to keep our format. So yeah. Um. So basically, you know, I have I do have seizures, but I'm on medication for seizures, and I find the best thing, like like Chris said, the best thing is positive outlook in life. You know, you can't. You, you know, do all problems, but it's how you. First of all, it's how you handle them. It's how you look at them. Is there a problem, or is it, is that she? You know, just something that's more about you, like a cork. Is something you just have to deal with, you know, it's there, but you know, it's not, it doesn't find you. It finds only a small part of you. And yeah, my, my brother, my brother works in um, law, and yeah, he's, he's as tough out, and my mom has taken care of me for almost, almost six years now, so since day one. So he's always saved. Others, well, there's some, you know, they have left. 
They, um, doctors are great. There's some doctors out there who are great doctors. I know quite a few. Um, I checked yesterday. That doctor I had for 23 years plus. He's great. Some doctors, you know, are great. There's some are really idiots and don't anything you know all and know nothing. So, you know, there's, there's different doctors out there in the world. There's different, you know, there aren't any for that. There's different yeah. jobs to have, you know, idiots and then that's, and then people who have jobs want who are geniuses. So it's, you know, no one job defines, you know, by, by one person. All right. And welcome to Phil. By the way, he just joined us. Uh, okay, yeah, awesome. So, Phil, please. Uh, any job? Any, yeah, me, please. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Phil, any please job, stay yeah, muted. We'll get to you when we any get to the panel. Yeah, it has flaws and has both good in it. It's job with it. So, from construction workers to military to Athletes, anything you know, the both commitment, any format, whatever. And even like Bono, there's plenty of people in Bono who are morons and go, Why me? Why me? And then this, they have no sense of humor. Well, when we get a little bit on a seizure, we, we call it. When I'm like, Oh, I'm okay. We say, Oh, you have a seizure. Oh, I joke with him and say, Did you go shaky, shaky, boom, boom again? I go, Yep. The first, the first thing yes is, are you okay? Well, of course, and, and I, I yep, and I totally agree yeah. with your at your attitude because um, you know, it's funny. I was watching a a show the other day about somebody who had a near death experience or NDE, and they said, you know, you don't suffer as much as long as you don't question and go against what is, and by asking why and poor poor me and all, you're going against what is. If you don't go against what is, if you just take, if you just embrace the hard times and, you know, you don't, you know, try to go against it, it won't be, I mean, yes, it'll be hard, but it won't be as challenging. Yeah, you, you have to laugh yourself because you actually sit around going, poor, poor me. Well, then, no. You're not, you're, big, you're actually the part of problem, not part of the solution. Exactly. Poor me, poor me, poor me. No, kiss my ass. No, get off your ass and do something. Make exactly. a difference. Exactly. Even if it's someone else. You may have it bad, but still, you can have someone else by your friends. So. Yeah, your story is pretty. Babies, so, you know. yeah, your story is pretty inspirational as well. I mean, coming from seizures and oh, yeah. you know cerebral palsy and the speech and yes, impediment. Good people. Some, well. Some teachers, some teachers can help people. The, the um, you know, couple of them probably have teachers, and you know, they can. The big ones can kick people, but the small ones, um, no, they're, they're minor ones. They can just, you know, they don't do as much damage. The big ones do. Right. And you know, there's a couple of people in the program who are good teachers, and, and um, you know, things like that. But, you know, it's it's. You know, you just go, okay, well, it's, it's there. I'll manage it. I'll do things to, to kind of keep things at bay. If I don't, then, you know, I'll kind of deal with it as happens. Exactly. You saw, you saw me have one in bed that one night, and you saw my bed, like, like, stop shaking. You know, like, oh, you yes, when you know. came to visit me, yes. He had a seizure one yep. time when he came to visit. And his leg was twitching a lot. 
So you're like trying to stop shaking, and then you like a little giggle, and kind of was kind of like, yo, know, it wasn't, it wasn't serious. It was, it was winning. It was serious winning. Right. Well, you've been taking on the illnesses for a bunch of, a bunch of times and places. Uh, back in St. Lucie's Day School, I had 50 plus small ones in one day. Oh. It's a lot. Now, and they took me in by ambulance to hospital. And oh, they did have wow. the on. I'm like, what is SARS on? I'm like, well, I'm like, So they didn't gather quicker. In 2001, I was taken out here and I uh, almost, I was out of it. I didn't know where I was. I was just, you know, shaking on the top. I was sitting on the hospital local and then you were transported to Penn. And they're great, but they were awesome. They were really an awful lot. And I had to rehab. To, Totally had, and uh, I've been so, fine knocking wood. My small chair, there and occasionally, like you know, they were but not major. But yeah. So uh, two thousand one um, was that a grand mall that you had? I would classify as my borderline grandma. It wasn't because I was in. I, I actually we had me and brother share room at that point, and he came in to check his emails. And I knew the water bed at that point because they were bed. And we're, they're actually hard to get out of because the sides and stuff. But they're actually I'm in the bed shaking nonstop. I mean, nonstop is going, going, going nonstop. Yeah, she got me up out of the bed, carried me into the room, got me on the couch. Mom called out one. The the cops came for us because they had to come, you know, to clear the scene for us, make sure it's okay. Yeah, sure things. God goes, holy Jesus, guess I'm in here. And jumps back. Well, the entities came in, got me out, took me to the hospital, and, you know, rehab again. But I said, I was calling my mom, I'm like, like, you're the high priestess, and you and, like, and he's the Buddha monk, and I'm a little high girl, like, just saying weird things on top of my head. Just to oh, wow. Just to just it. And then. You were that out of the know, Are you always saying? Well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not no saying bad. Just like, make them laugh because this is not great. Oh wow! So, so what? Oh, JC, did we lose JC? Because I don't hear George anymore. No, I'm here. Um, I think. We lost, I don't know what happened. I think the call, from what I heard, the three people. Oh, hold on. Hold on. He's calling back. Okay. Sorry, everybody. We're dealing with connection yeah. stuff. And call. Oops. Button. There we go. Okay. Oops. I'm back. All right, you're yeah, back. Exactly. So, where you left off, you were talking about, you were saying nonsensical stuff about your mom being the priestess oh. and stuff. That's where you left off. Yeah. Well, I knew I knew I was saying stuff in my head. Like I, I knew I heard what I was saying. But it was just like, say this, say it, just for trying to keep you know, because they're all kinds. I was basically at that point on my out. If I had fallen asleep on the couch, and before I got there, I was gone. They were trying to keep me. I was watching six was getting night, and six were playing pacers. And mom's like, "Who's on TV? Who is the ball? You can't keep me kind of conscious." I wanted to go to sleep. I'm a, I'm a, no, I'm just gonna say, no, who's on, who's on TV, who is the ball, and then, you know, can't find time. Well, 
Oh yeah, I was just when I got there, I stayed for two nights straight, and I was gonna die. I was gonna die for sleep. So they loaded me with heme barb, and I went down. I can move. I can sit up with a bar, the, the bar in the bed. I can sit up using that. I was weighed down with heme barb, and so our muscles, you know, having to walk again and stuff after that was a challenge. What would you say in life was the biggest challenge you've ever had to face? Back then, probably, um, you know, rewarding everything from being fire trained again to um, to walking and stuff, you know. Oh, you had to be potty trained again? Like, you forgot yeah. how to... Yeah, um, when I was two years old, going back there from the moment, um, Stephen was here. And basically, my mom had us two years old. Um, she was the strongest parent that I can actually um, imagine. And she had me. I was going to coma, and I last her twice, and she was the only one who was actually there um, that night when it was happening with, you know, um, some of the hospitals. So one person we found, that, you know, karma. Well, it sounds That's, like you know, Chris, you know, what he said, like, you know, when he was married and his wife, the kids were sick, and he took the car to go drink because he didn't really care about. Yep. At that time. That's 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 how that person was. They weren't around. They went playing poker all night long and screwed screwed us. So. Yeah. yeah At least Chris though realized the errors of his ways and turned his life yeah. around. Not everybody does that. Well, my my dad's partied his whole life, and he's you know. Yeah. He, Unfortunately, was, he hasn't we, realized. We talk on occasion, but yeah, we we talk on occasion, but it's been couple months that I talked to him, he doesn't call me back when I call him, so it's I call him and we talk and then he goes loops. You ask the same yeah. question like twenty times in a row. I asked I kid you not. I'm like, okay, I I'll have to go. I'll okay I'll later on. Just because you just gotta go and it's you you know. Right. But when you party too much it catches up with you. It really does. Yeah. All right. So and, yeah Having... Medical, I think the biggest challenge we have to come life. That's my, my, my philosophy. Is the challenge we had in the past, yeah, they're big and stuff, but the biggest challenge in life we have to come. And conquer them. And you've had several obstacles. And we all have struggles. In, in our yeah, lives, yeah. every single person on the planet is struggling with something. Some things are harder to deal with than others. But it's how we overcome them. I it's just, how we yeah. make... Like pain management, you're pain management. You do it, you do it in a way you, know, you don't have to take on one so you manage it. Exactly. Well, that is. I will, I will awesome. say what we're I'm the only person in Taekwondo history that I know of that has taken back to back place trophies, first place, and been the only person with this fully in the tournament. That's incredible. So first place with a disability, back-to-back yep. -back trophies, Taekwondo. That's impressive. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so, you know, just, I've, I've, I've been alive as, you know, it's, it can be comical. Things happen, but you get past it. Exactly. And, we, and I have a great team around me, so, you know, with you and the team, and my mom, my brother, and my niece and nephews and stuff, I have a great team, so I'm blessed. That's awesome. That's a great way to look at it. Who would you say was really inspirational throughout all of this? Mom. 
No doubt. That's awesome. Without mom, I'd probably be home somewhere, be in this, plugged in somewhere, you know, a machine or whatever, you know. Been, you if know, you were even alive. Or you dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the doctor said I'd be dead or I would make it. I mean, she was pregnant with Stephen, and they told her I was going to make it. How 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 she saw that, and that news, you know, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't imagine you know news being you know pregnant with my you know my my son. So I couldn't imagine you pregnant something or that. Most people will have trust that much they would miscarry, and it's you know, unfortunately she didn't because he's actually very good to to us and stuff, you know. And we have Maddie and Cole because Austin's awesome. Yeah. That's great, though. I mean, because your dad, unfortunately, was... Walked out and emancipated himself from me at 18 years old. Emancipated himself. Emancipated himself, walked out, was not... Was a very selfish person, unfortunately. Unless he goes in the end, he screwed himself. Because that's what I'm laughing about that part. Because in the end, he screwed himself. It's a shame. It really is a shame that, you know, he was that selfish and chose the easy way out. But... Yeah. At least you have people around you. So, um, let's see. We're going to open it to the panel for questions in a bit. Unless, was there something else you wanted to add before I open it to the panel? Nope. I'll, I'll, I'll have that to yours. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. All right. Well, it's about 4.30. We've got about a half hour left. And depending on when we wrap this up, we might even have a little bit of time for randomness. All right. George, first of all, thank you so much for your time. I know you've been so patiently waiting for this moment. So, thank you for that. All right, Preston has his hand raised. Go ahead, Preston. Oh, boy. George, the PA neighbor, I feel like, even though we're a couple hours away from each other, but it's well worth it to, you know, to see you uh, do everything, and we haven't really, like, met in person but i feel that i've known you on here quite several years and back when we did live radio work together off and on you know you've been through it's safe to say uh you know kind of like our last interview that came on in about an hour ago you know you kind of been through the ringer as well but i guess my question to you what has been like your biggest favorite moment out of the 50 years you've been here Despite you know helping out with us, I'm not sure yet. A few more months, come on. Don't don't put me there yet. I'm not sure yet. Damn it. Yeah, I'm not trying. He's really (laughs) eighty. No, um, biggest biggest the biggest moment. Um, well, there's been a couple. Meeting Stacy in person, of course, was a big moment because until then, I've actually flown planes with my mom, my my brother, and stuff. I don't fly my own. So getting the independence to fly out to see, you know, at that point, anyone on my end. It's just, you know, not to mention I stuck on the ground two hours straight, grade. <laughs> that was fun. But um, just getting that independence, I know I'm going to travel by myself to go places and do things on my own. That was amazing. Me and the Pope, at, at me and the Pope at five years old, that was pretty cool. I, I, I probably mentioned that. I mentioned put me at the Pope at five, five uh, years old. That's awesome. Some people come up to me and go, can I touch you the orgies around you? I'm like, okay, cool. Right? And they do, and then it's like, you know, weird things happen. I mean, just how normal things happen to me, they were just growing or changing words and just kind of 
Yeah, being being a Thalian, who cares and actually gives a damn about you. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. And uh, no matter what state of journey you're working on, no matter if you're in the volunteering and podcasting stage like I am and broadcasting like I am and who yeah. just is working on getting back into the workforce, or if you're somebody who's, you know, fresh out of college is trying to figure out something, you know, we know uh, life doesn't have an expiration date, so you gotta have a strong, good network. And yeah, and just you know, since you're also because it helps. Yeah, the right yep. you know, to joke about. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel that good networking, good persistence will always keep everybody going. And to think I'll be thirty coming up in twenty twenty four is so mind blowing. Wow. I mean, there's. Yep. There's a lot of things I'm working on and figuring out, but I still have a good smile on my face. And oh yeah, you have to. If you make it, if you get out of bed and say I'm gonna have a horrible day, well, chances are you're gonna have a horrible day. Exactly. If you get out of bed and go, it's been a great day. Today. Even if the even the world crumbles around you, you're still gonna find a, a little bit of hope and you know positivity in the world. Yep. Oh, what was bad, but you know this happened and this happened. And that's why it's good. Exactly. Just like what Chris said, happiness is a choice. All yeah. right. Thank and you. you know, I I feel too, no matter what keeps you going, besides catch on with friends or music or anything, just find something that will keep you in check. That's the way I see it yeah, as well. Exactly. exactly. All right. Thank you, Preston. All right. We have uh, Latabo, our guest from South Africa. Welcome, Latabo. Well, <clears throat> oh, thank you for, for, the, for the warm welcome. And uh, yeah, as I said, actually, I want to ask um, George the question. Um, I think it's a lot. Of, it's going to be a bit more about technology. So, um, if I could ask um, uh, you, um, George, like, what type of technology or what type of devices, like, do you use for uh, mobility or like recreational use? For me, I just use the iPhone and I use a Windows computer and just. Like that, as far as my um usage, because with Windows computer I can use MVDA for a program, recommend highly. Um, for my iPhone I have main apps that I can use for recording, and you know, WavePad also is great. Thank you, dear for WavePad. That's why I do my shows through WavePad. Oh, who is dear Doodles? Um, some chick. I'm not sure her name. Stacy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then for mobility, he was asking about mobility, like um, how you get around. Yeah, mobility is. I, I, I walk. I kind of walk on my own, so I use. Um, I use a chair long distances, where it's just mm-hmm. that that's a, for when you like go to the mall or to the airport or you know. Yeah, like for long distance, uses the chair. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I walk. Pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Latabo. All right. Let's Thanks go to. So let's go to Nora. Yeah, hi, George. Thank you so much for your inspirational story and 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 what have you. And my question is, what is your very favorite pastime other than music and podcasting? Um, well, of course, spending time with friends and girlfriends, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just having fun, just you know, being around my niece, and nephew, and my family. It's just, you know, that's a lot of fun. Because they all have, you know, great sense of humor. 
my mom doesn't look at me. She's very cool in the back. So watching TV for the night time, three you know, a couple hours is cool. And just, you know, watching TV have fun. More of a snack, or watch TV, or you know, to have, you know, or, or say a word I'll have a soda or five or ten, definitely. So we, we just had a good time. Good. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Nora. Looks like nobody else has their hand up. If anybody want, oh, there's JC. Go ahead, JC and Donald. But we'll do one at a time. Go ahead, JC. Yep. I'm actually Donald's not on the phone. I might have to patch him in again. Because uh, <laughs> when he hung up the first time, it both went, both of them day. up. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's no big deal. All right, JC. No go ahead. All right. Anyway. Um. So my question to you is this, and I will mute my mic on my end. Um. Besides being on the radio with me, of course, yes, you remember. I, I do remember the days when you were on with me, and that was so much fun. Um, but uh, uh, speaking of music, what what styles of music do you prefer to listen to, and what music uh, styles of music you dislike? I don't dislike any music, really. Um, I mean, if I just to someone listen to more so, like. My friend from school, we and Stacey has his friend, we were way back to day school, and we went to the same uh, high school as well. He got me hooked on the Beatles, and my mom liked listening to the Ronettes and stuff, so I grew up listening to the 70s, 60s, and I actually collect albums, record albums, and I have possibly every Beatles album they've ever put out, plus even Force plus reprints, plus CDs, yeah, you know, I have a collection of the animals that they put out so far that are found. Awesome. And they can be, it's very, very fun to collect. That is awesome. Does anyone else have any questions or comments for George, Haley, Angela, anybody? I know, Angela, Angela had a question about the balancing. I'm not sure if that was the only question she had, but, um, any other questions, yeah, just feel free to ask. I'm open book. If anybody has. I oh, okay, Phil. What? Go ahead, Phil. Hey, everybody. Um, my question for George is, so what's your favorite kind of sports that you like? Well, I do like WWE wrestling, a.k.a. WWF, old days. Um, and, um... I like you know, watching basketball when I can and baseball, but um, I'm more of a wrestling person. I just like old school wrestling more so, but I just like, you know, NASCAR is, it's, it's cool, but I will watch it or go pass by and watch and stuff, but I won't, or, you know, watch a whole race. Football is pretty good, but um, yeah, just, I enjoy just, you know, things of that nature in general. Sports are kind of shorter. It's like, you know, basketball four quarters, baseball, okay, that's not anything, it's not bad. The um, has to be, you know, eventful. Awesome. Any other questions? Or comments? Um, who's left in the window as far as, um... It is now 4.40, so we have about 20 minutes until the end of the podcast. Um, Alexa, stop. I apologize. 
Doesn't look like Whoops. anybody else has any comments or questions. So, if they do, feel free to email me or if they see your question, yep. I will, um, you know. All right. Well, George, thank you guys very much for your time. Uh, to oh, George and Chris. If you want to have you like doing by the way, I was having dates with my girlfriend, by the way. Just, just put another. Aww. Angela, Ellie, Stacy, White Mike. Well, we love spending time with you too, George. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, George, for doing this interview. I know you've been waiting for what seems like millennia to get your shot. <laughs> I'm glad. It took JC promoting me to get your shot because he's too much of a doodles to give you a shot. <laughs> I know you're teasing me. I know that. <laughs> All right. But no, I know it's you've waited a while and you finally got it. So thank you for your time. Um, before we go into the shout outs, uh, normally we do five in, uh, minutes for shout outs. But since George's interview ended a bit earlier than schedule, we have a little bit more wiggle room to... Uh, Wiggle around. Uh, first, I wanted to say thank you so much both to Chris and George for giving up their time to talk to us and to share their stories. Next week will be Showcase Heaven. Awesome. But the week after that, on the 27th, we will have Donald, our very own Donald Brown. We will be interviewing him for the first hour. For the second hour, I have yet to hear back from Aaron Richmond. I'm not sure how long his vacation is going to last, um, but I'll be keeping an eye on that and reaching out to him when he gets back. We are hoping to have him booked for the second hour. So that will be... We will, at the very least, guaranteed be having one interview on the 27th. So, again, thank you, Chris. Thank you, George. Your stories are very inspirational and very valuable. We're very glad to have them on VisionCast. And now... I what? I have a question. If, if Aaron, if for some reason you can't do it, that day, would you just do the whole hour with Aaron? With Dolly Mean? If, we, if Aaron could make it, or would you just do one hour solid? Or would you do the half hour if that? I would do an hour, and... Um, you know, then we could... Do the second hour into randomness. Yeah, very cool. Unless um, JC does have somebody, although we haven't heard back from her yet, named Audrey. Yeah, I was I was going to actually announce that. So as you heard last week, I was uh, privileged to have Nina come on for a little bit, and she has a daughter that went to camp with a disability in being in a wheelchair and how to like navigate you know like you know kind of what you know most people have disabilities do so i'm in the process it's in a work it's in the works right now it hasn't been finalized yet but we're going to see if i could get audrey on so that she could share her story with us and kind of get her on and just kind of you know share her backstory because her story is so inspirational so we're gonna awesome Working on it, and uh, we're working we'll, on it. Yep, yeah, we're getting that un, unfolded. But once that's squared away, we'll mm -hmm. let y'all know when that's up. But 
for right now. At least we have two interviews on your end booked. That's good. Yes. At least we have that filled We in. have Donald and then potentially Aaron. Aaron, yeah. If not, if Aaron can't make it, then we could reach out to Audrey and see if she can. If okay, not, then will, the second hour will, will be definitely, random. Yeah, whenever I talk to her, I'll put, I'll ask her if she would be available on the 27th. Should Aaron would not be available, uh, just in case. But if 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 that if changes, not, then we will have it set on in October. Yep, we will definitely interview her in October if Aaron does take the second slot. Yeah. All right. With that being said, let's go ahead and give our shout-outs. Yippee! <laughs> so, I'm going to let George go first since he was an interviewee today. Go ahead, sweetness. Oh, I see. Well, shout out to my dearest Stacy, who saw like all the interview books after 20,000, 5,000 million years of Stacy being deals. No. <laughs> no. No, thank you for no, thank you for your I was awesome. And the first thing you actually had me to go over was um, the interview last in front of us, and that was awesome. Um, so thank, shout out to you, JC, Angela, Haley, um, Phil, Chris. Chris is awesome. I, I, the, his story was inspirational. That was very amazing. How to, you know, all the bad things in life and the good things. And that's what you have to do. You have to turn, you know, bad and the good. Um, shout out to Donald, who, by the way, Music Mayhem airs tomorrow night on Super uh, McLeo. And it's a good show. It's uh, my, I, this is going to be one of my ber- the best shows I've done yet, in my opinion. So please check that out if you can, or on re- a replay. I, think. I do think there should be a way to download shows. Now, I have to tell about some point behind cool, uh, you know, the feature. Or even if I could I uh, create, like, an archive for people to download shows. Yeah, we'll yeah, figure cool. out something. We can give the option. And the more downloads you get, the more, you know, more yeah. the views and plays, you know. Yeah, cool. And um, it has to do with bandwidth and stuff, but we'll see. And I didn't get a chance to say it last week because we were kind of rushing time. Dabby, I don't know if you love, love you so much, and you're amazing, awesome. And we do more days, Stacey and Haley and Angela, all of us are being Yes, we do. This is how the sleep sleepwalk is off. You've been busy and we only, you know, have things on that just comes with that, so. All is good. Life is good. And shout out to Katie. Of course, Katie's awesome. Yep. All right. Haley? I would like to give a shout out to the entire VisionCast team. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Uh, shout out to my dearest George and my dearest Philip. And. And <laughs> hmm. should I, I had to tell everybody to be quiet. But uh, I don't know if I can really say it. She's, she's been right mean. She, she's been mean to me the last few days, so I don't know. Say it, or the torture gets worse. Okay, it. She said, yeah, "Say yeah, it, yeah. George." I just no, said come it. on. You know what I meant. I'm, I'm... I know what you meant. Right. My dearest, most beautiful Stacy. Hi, lovely. Hi, lovely. Nora and Angela, yep. Uh, Angela? 
All right, oh. we'll get back to her. I think she's the shop. I don't know. Uh, uh, that was Haley, I think. Haley I just dropped. Right. Nora? Okay, Haley. Well, my shout out to every single person and everybody in this Racing Cast team and all the listeners out there. And my shout out to both Chris. He did a wonderful, phenomenal job on his uh, interview. And so did George. George did a great job on your interview. And thank you so much for your wonderful stories. And you all did a great job. And I hope. All of us hope you all will have a great evening. Thank you. All right. Angela, are you there? Sweetness? Me, she's in the middle of something right now. I mean, she's trying to work on the Doc server at some point. I'm not sure that's the place with Mm -hmm. the help and stuff. Or if you need it. It's all good. Love you, dear. We love thee. All right. George already gave his. Uh, so we have Preston and... What? And Phil, what? If the, Preston, Philip, and show. JC. Okay, Phil? Hey, y'all. Um, let me give a shout-out to our Vision Cast team, to George, and to Chris, who I missed for that little podcast for that first hour. Um, but do you get see who George is? It's really awesome. Um, to Denny and Denise, to Preston, to JC, and to all our new listeners coming in from Aaron's opinion. Um, let me give a shout out to my dearest buddy George, my awesome, beautiful, amazing Stacy, as well as to my dearest Haley. Awesome. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to I mentioned that real quick. I just thought of that. Yes. Good. All right. What's that? Preston. Oh, boy. Sorry if I'm quiet, folks. I'm just recovering from today's show. It's been so inspiring. What? The impact? Oh, <laughs> well... I mean, I'm not packed, but it, it's been it's just you, so packed. Too much. Yeah, very packed. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that you know we had Chris and George sharing their stories and making sure that you know there are always two more good people would have in our corner if we are feeling out and down about ourselves. I mean, n- not seeing folks on this program, we don't feel down about ourselves because we. We're all about giving you good content every week and having fun, but sometimes we like to make you think. And I think um, now that we set the ground rules in place, and Stacy's director, uh, she's making us, you know, think a bit more and dive into a bit, bit more about what we can do to make this show and this content more thrilling and exciting. So, so definitely shout out to George and Chris for coming on george definitely for all you do throughout this podcast and you know throughout our various times together you know i know i didn't catch every show back in Vogue school but you know you and stacy held it on like champs and you're still doing it so 
definitely appreciate, appreciate it. That. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's see. Definitely to all the team members and our new committee. Um, I'm glad this uh, today's show went off without a hitch. So definitely good job to all involved. And hopefully. Oh. Oh, boy. Okay. Thank you, Young Life for Mayor's opinion. Uh, we'll be in touch as always. And uh, we'll be talking to you. See the miracle of technology. I love it. Um, anyway, so yeah, shout out to all the team members and to the, the great committee who pulls this content together for you. If you want to know more or learn more about what we're doing to enhance your experience, a lot more better listeners and participants, uh, please go to our VisionCast email list in your inbox. And if you haven't subscribed already, you can send an email to vision-castplus-subscribe at groups.io. And once you confirm your email, you'll be able to stay in touch with our content. And I did post all the happenings from last week's adventure on our Facebook page. So feel free and like and follow us there at Vision Casa JC and Simple Friends. And uh, since I got Meta Business Suite back on my phone, I've been putting to good use. I actually figured out how to schedule a post and create more stories and reels for the page. So it's actually pretty awesome. So definitely shout out to all the people behind that and shout out to all the listeners. I might have been tuning in on your podcast feed on Super Mix Radio. We definitely appreciate you. And to all my friends and family and people from the NFBPA community may be finding this. Hope you will enjoy this. And most importantly, if you're listening on Super Mix Radio, stay tuned for more great music and content throughout the week. And uh, I know our music variety won't disappoint. And content variety won't disappoint. And as always, uh, we definitely do uh, promote this station, our show, and Aaron's opinion. Make sure you check all those out and just add it to your daily listening habit. So it's kind of all I got. But all right, awesome. JC. All right. Shout out to everybody on the team, uh, George and Chris. Both of your interviews were inspiring and inspirational. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be interviewed. Uh, it's been kind of a long time for you, George. That's because I'm doodles. No, in all seriousness, though, thank you to and hats off to our director slash producer because if it had not been me appointing our producer, now director of the podcast, and now for the new, uh, newly established Vision Cast or VC monthly committee meetings, we would have not had where this podcast is going now. And I have to say, this format went without a hitch. So, this uh, I am so proud of all of you guys. Let's keep it up. Let's keep the format up, and. Um, We've had a couple of tech issues earlier, getting George in, and Donald had to duck out, and then when the call dropped, Donald got dropped, and that's okay. At least <laughs> at least he heard the interview and all that, so that's pretty good for on Chris's end and the, a little bit of George's end before it uh, got dropped. It does happen, so um, 
So, and hopefully Stacy, aka Crazy Stacy25, will get her end patched very soon so that I can still have my end in case things kind of kerfuffle again. Uh, that's why I have everything all set up and ready to go. Uh, shout out goes to the whole Manhattan Grace team. I'm so looking forward to seeing you guys on the 24th in person. Ashley Carbaugh, aka Ashley Santiago, Nina. Uh, Audrey, we will get you on very soon, I promise. Uh, we're not sure when, but that's currently in progress right now. But we will definitely keep you posted and let you know when the slot is available. It, hopefully September, if, and I'm saying if, Aaron does not make it for his interview. But if Aaron does decide to make it for the interview for the second hour, we'll have to slot you in for October. But we'll see how it goes. Um, Donald, we can't wait to interview you on the 27th. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be talking about radio and your life and all that stuff because you have a story to tell as well. Lots of interviews, yeah. folks, so be on the lookout. There's lots of stuff happening with this new format. And uh, I have to say this. I love V. There's no friend above V, and I'm always thinking of V to my good and best friend, producer slash director all around, Stacy. Thank you so much for letting me do this duet with you last weekend. It's been a pleasure doing it with you. Uh, this was the first song that we ever wrote. Uh, we've been friends for 11 years and we're still going strong for 11 years more. And hopefully we'll get to write more songs once your schedule is not too busy with other things. We'll definitely get to do uh, more songs. And I got pre-approved finally for the New Windsor Music Academy. I finally got pre-approved. So the next Yay. step is to sign up. Yes. Thank awesome. you. The next step. The next, <laughs> yep. The next step is to sign up for a tour in person to see what options they have. Uh, I signed up for voice and piano lessons. So hopefully oh, that cool. will start. Yep. That will start kicking in now that it got uh, pre-approved. What happened was, and I'll give a shortened version. What happened was when the, they tried, when the uh, AIM, which is the agency, that's part of the OPWDD Office for People with Developmental Disabilities. When they tried to approve it, they couldn't uh, pre-approve it. Rather, they couldn't because the website didn't show the outcome of the prices. So, as I do, as we always do, my mom and I prayed and asked God for a miracle. And once she sent the flyer out, that we got, mom got an email from Taylor, who oversees the agency, and she finally said that. You got pre-approved, so now the next step is to sign up. Call, uh, have my mom call them back and find out the details on how to sign up and get a tour in place. And then once the tour is in place and I find options, then I'll start my journey into music and one-on-one -on -one voice lessons. Yes, they do offer it online, but mom recommends that I do it in person since it's much more easier. So. Uh, awesome. Details to follow soon. I cannot wait to go back into music again. I'm so That's looking forward great. to getting my hands on yeah. experience. So. All right. That's awesome. And I was going to say, JC, doing yeah. doing a lot person makes sense because you're, you're right in that vicinity. So that makes yep. perfect sense. Yep. And uh, you have details to follow soon. So be on the lookout, folks. And thanks for your prayers and support. That really does mean a lot. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to mute my mic and uh, pass the mic back to our great producer slash director, Stacy. Thanks, JC. And I believe we got everybody. I don't think we missed a thing. Did we get everyone? I think we did. Yeah, we did. We did. We got everybody. Yep, we did. Just making sure. All right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen. 
It is five o'clock on the nose, and we are just about to end. That is perfect. Thank you guys so much for joining us for interview day on VC Lounge, part of Vision Cast with JC and Friends. I am your director and producer, Stacy, aka Crazy Stacy25, signing off. But before we do sign off, remember to keep technology alive. Let your talent shine. And one more Don't thing. You do it. Don't you even. Doodle. You're not, you're not spilled, George spilled the milk. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care, and we'll see you for Showcase Heaven next week. Peace.